0: Welcome to From the Rookery End. Uh, it is the 1st of September, and that's an important piece of information because the transfer window has slammed shut.
1: Uh, my name's John. Uh, with me this evening is Jason. Hello there. And Michael. You mentioned uh, slam shut. Do you remember Richard Keys? Yeah. He's a right oaf and I, I don't follow him on Twitter but sometimes with all these pillocks on Twitter occasionally they get retweeted onto your timeline. And he said yesterday, Oh, it does annoy me when people say the transfer window slams shut. It simply closes. <laughs> right, Richard. Since when did you get so particular about language? <laughs> Not before you moved to Doha or Qatar wherever it is, unfortunately. Anyway, alright, yeah, okay?
0: all good. Yeah, yeah, we have our Beer fifty two beers. Uh, cheers, lads,
1: cheers. Cheers. Oh, cheers Beer fifty two. Cheers Beer52 um,
0: Remember you can uh, get a set of uh, From the Rooker beers Not really, they're not branded uh, But yeah, eight beers uh, for £5.95 uh, By going to beer52.com beer uh, Using the code ROOKERY So, Mike, transfer
1: window yep. uh, It is closed Was it a good thing, the transfer window? Before we kick off, I have got the voice I'm in quite a cantankerous mood, have you noticed? <laughs> Already <laughs> Maybe I need my beer What's mine? Pohala, looks very pleasant But it's really bugged me over the last couple of days Is The transfer window is ludicrous Um, we're in a situation where the transfer window shuts on an international break so players are scattered to the four corners of the earth now so they're not able to do medical sign deals see the whites of the eyes of the head coach they might be playing for see the facilities or whatever now obviously in a in an ideal world you'd be doing your business a long way before the transfer window shuts Um, but in the real world that's not that's not how it works so to find yourself in a situation where you might lose a player at midnight on the 31st of august um and have literally have no time to replace him the whole thing is just an absolute nonsense it should shut there should be done over the summer and that should be it It there should be some common ground across all the all the competitions all the fa's there should be a period of business where you can where you can do your do your business and um so to speak if your arsenal really did do their business didn't they um (laughs) But do you know what I mean? I just think well, it's a, a real nonsense, is though, Mike. Is
2: that obviously the country seasons all start at different times, so you could end up with one country that haven't just slammed their window shut. Yeah, um, sorry, Casey, three actually. or four <laughs> weeks before the start of the season. I know. And I don't. I know It's. I think it's really hard to to find a, a common ground. I am not sure what the purpose of it is. To be honest, is it meant to stop? the bigger clubs snapping up all the talent as and when they want throughout the season. Yeah, I
1: guess, I guess we should be grateful for it in some respects because if, for example, take some of our players, Richarlison, for example, has starts as we hope he, he, he carries on as he started, ends up looking like he could be one of the Premier League's rising stars. If he has an incredible first two months, scores 12 goals and is you know on showboat on Soccer AM every week, with absolutely nothing to stop. Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, whoever, Liverpool, coming in and, and pinching him a couple of months through the season. So I get it from that point of view. Um, and I think it allows you to build your team and to and to stick with it. My whole thing about
0: this, when should it close early,
1: you can set your own deadline. You can say,
0: we're going to have all our business done by this point, done. And if we can't do it further on, if you do it the last minute, you know, it's not, you know that's not going to be effective business. You know it's either going to be slightly higher, Ridiculous, or it's going to be you're dragging at the bottom. You've but, not got but, what you want.
2: Yeah, again, that could depend on who you're after
1: or who you're selling. So if you've got if you've got a player that is worth big big money, take the uh, Sanchez debacle at Arsenal. Only a certain pool of clubs are going to be able to afford a ninety million pound player. They're going to have to do some sort of business before they can bring him in. So if you're either selling or buying at that end of the market, it can be very very difficult because you're betrothed to. Other people doing their business and, and so on and so forth. So I just think, Jace, of course you're absolutely right. I don't. I think you know, that no one wants the, the transfer window to be open during the season. And but there must be a sweet spot. There must, and I'll be honest, I'm complaining about it without really looking in, into it, in, looking into a solution far enough to work out if there is a, an area that, that everyone would not be playing, or the, maybe the key, maybe UEFA. Uh, leagues aren't playing I know that that wouldn't necessarily work for for us in particular but I d- it does seem a bit of a nonsense that. and the other reason being that, that then we're, so, we're sort of you're naming your Premier League squad I'm not sure if it had to go in today it certainly yeah, it's done it's so, it's done, so tonight, Watford yeah. have and the Premier League clubs have, have filed their squads after three matches it just it all seems a bit if to me and not for 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 a um, for, for a business that prides itself on generating an awful lot of money and being a business it seems to be a bit wonky to me it just seems to be a bit unsatisfactory and the more clubs are um persuaded or railroaded into doing business sooner um they might be a bit more straight up they might you might avoid all this chicanery with people you know who's the chap from west ham who took himself off after training on the on a uh the striker took himself off from training went on a plane to france did a medical off his own bat by all accounts before a transfer was agreed and (laughs) you've got to admire his proactivity i think fair play if you want if you in this life if you want to make something happen god damn it you've got to make it happen um but that's just a nonsense, isn't it?
0: A podcast made
1: by Watford fans, fans for Watford fans from the rookery end.
0: So okay, this podcast, we've got to look back at how it went for Watford. And if anything, Mike, it's given us a theme for this week's podcast. So let's, let's, let's be thankful for, for that during an international I'll break. go with that. So Jason, let's, look at, let's, let's focus on Watford now. Let's focus on, uh, let's look at it as a squad rather than look at individuals who we've signed. We need to look at it as, as what have we got for the whole season or at least for Christmas depending on all the things that happened. Where were we, let's say, as a squad at the end of last season?
2: As a squad, there's two sides to the coin, really, John. I think the, the the first was the mental state. We looked a mess. We looked void of confidence. And there's a couple of ways you can you can affect that. And one is by changing personnel, be that manager or players, which we obviously we've done both. But then also, it's just... Raising the mentality of the of the players that are still there as well, because there are perfectly or there were perfectly good players in that squad that had done well at the start of last season and had played well at the start of the season before and, and had coped fine with the rigors of the Premier League um, in terms of the the makeup of the squad and where I did have concerns, one was the wide the wider defensive positions. We had individuals, but we had no real sort of strength in depth. We obviously Mazzari. We know he was in favour of the of the back three, um, and we sort of ended up in the season with Jan Mat, who is a good wing back, maybe attacking full back at best. Hollabass, a good attacking full back. JJ, who was injured and not really much else, and and it sort of stayed like that throughout the season. It gave an opportunity to Mason later on in the season, which is great. All fine, yeah. but it's still that we, we we needed to strengthen in those areas because otherwise we'd have been sort of pretty much stuck and inflexible on our de- defensive setup.
0: What else we to? Where else were we looking to to strengthen? The other
2: the other area for me that was a concern was our attacking creativity. Now, in terms of our attacking forward players, we had power with the likes of Dini and Akaka. We had pace. I think the likes of Success. But we never really we'd, we'd not really sort of addressed the problem from when Dini and Igalo stopped working, when teams worked them out. We'd sort of tried to replace them with individuals, but we'd never had that sort of alternative option, that a creativity, either be it directly up front or from the wider attacking positions. Um we had Pereva, which is great, then he got injured. We got Zarate in which felt like a Pereira replacement and then when he injured, got injured we got Niang in which again just felt like a cover for that yeah. and it didn't feel like building the squad or building the team which meant our, our attacking again was very one dimensional
0: So that's where we were and we need to fix all those problems and the question of this podcast is has is our squad in a position where we fixed all or at least a good chunk of those problems. But overall, Mike, how, how do you think Watford did? We know the, uh, Was it independent, Jason? The
2: independent, it independent was. Independent,
0: put us top of their league in terms of the most effective uh, football club during this transfer window. How do you think we did?
1: I think I'm very, very satisfied. And I think it's important to remember that we did quite a lot of business early. Will Hughes and Chalobah came in very early in, in the window. and. And those two signings to me were an indication of hopefully that our transfer policy is moving back towards more what we think the Pozzo transfer policy to be, i.e. get someone in young, get them to perform well for your football club, advance your football club, advance their sailability, sell them, repeat. Um, And Will Hughes is obviously young and talented, Chalabar is young and talented, we got them both in for a reasonable fee. Um, Chalabar straight away called up to the England squad, so his fees already probably doubled at a, least Daytime, Well, at like, least. yeah, exactly. In this market, it was, and yeah, and let's not lose sight of the fees paid for both those guys. And I think Will Hughes is going to find it harder to get into the into the side than than Chalibar, who already looks like an integral part of that starting lineup. But if you look at the money flying around, I haven't I necessarily got an issue with it because the money's in football, so why not spend it on players? But the money other clubs were spending on players, even in the Championship, for us to pick up someone, an England international midfielder in Nathaniel Chalabar for five... Two eight million, whatever it ends up being, is absolutely extraordinary piece of business, and I think it's testament to the club that he obviously wanted to come here because he won't, won't have been short of suitors or people wanting to take him there, and testament to to Gino and Scott for actually getting the deal done and getting it done early. But yeah, it feels. And then the other the other youngster who's come in and, and impressed is Richardson, uh, and you know we mentioned him. If you're already worrying about him moving on, if the, there's no such thing as a transfer window, which shows what a what a hit he's been already. So. It feels like, on the one hand, yes, we've addressed virtually every area. and Jace was right to point out that, from an attacking point of view, we were absolutely toothless. and It was miserable, wasn't it, towards the end of last season, and we had absolutely nothing. And defensively, there were some question marks too. So we've addressed, piece by piece, what needs to be looked at. It remains to be seen how successful they'll be, but that's the same with any transfer. But I think the key thing for me is that sort of sea change, that shift back towards policy that is not just bringing in players who we know are going to do a job to keep us in the division which I think we've done to a degree for the last two years actually now looking to build a team build an identity um, and push us forward and keep us progressing but keep us stable as a as a model so if Will Hughes, Chalabar and Richarlison just to name three go on to have the career they they hope we have they'll do well out of us and we'll do well out of them and we can we can carry on and what if we can continue on the trajectory that we and quite frankly, Potso and 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 Scott Duxbury will expect us to from a business point of view.
0: We won't you know we, we can't judge as individuals. We can't judge the squad hundred percent because it hasn't done a lot yet, uh, and we can't really judge anything until it's done something uh, and maybe won, drawn or lost uh, several games. But Jason let's start at the back. Let's start the back. So um we have almost a, a, a huge turnaround of, uh, of players. Um, one I'm not looking forward to trying to uh, uh, pronounce. So, um, Gomez still seems to be number one. I suppose that the main thing that we needed out of this transfer window in terms of goalkeeping was to have someone to push Gomez or at least to feel like he was going to be his long-term replacement. Because, you know, Big Pants wasn't a great goalkeeper but did never sort of came across just doesn't look like the sort of fellow who is going to become well a, a, an important role of goalkeeper as a, as a leader on the pitch
2: Exactly I think yeah Big Pants needs to be out and playing he's, he he should be a, an established goalkeeper somewhere um, Looks like he's going he's, out on loan tonight He's,
1: he's, yeah, he's going he's out he's to gone.
2: Deportivo La Coruña um, so hopefully he'll do, do well there for them um, It's a funny opposition goalkeeper because you don't get the chance to sort of come on for the last 20 minutes and and show show your minerals, as it were, um, regardless of any game situation. And I sort of liken it to replacing your franchise quarterback in in NFL. You need to get someone in who is going to be reliable, who's going to be good enough to be your number one. Um, But it's it's quite difficult in getting them game time and ousting the current custodian Mm. if they're putting up a, a, a good show. Which Gomez certainly has done for Watford so far. Question marks raised after the first game of the season, I think, maybe, over a couple of the goals as to whether he could have done mm. better, but that's just one game and, and Gomez the, the stuff he does for us yeah. far outweighs the yeah, okay. the mistakes. Um, That he makes
0: Because Gomez is still Going to be number one uh, After the international break You suspect Bartman Doesn't feel like He was coming in He's definitely Coming to be The third choice Um, And now Carney Kinesis how are you saying it, Mike?
1: Yeah, I think that works for me.
0: All right, cool. Um, I don't know At much about him. No. I don't know if he is going to be the man that is going to, to to push. But the best thing about him, Michael, the best
1: thing is that he's a loanee from Udinese. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> oh, it felt so good, didn't it, seeing <laughs> that flash up. I mean, I, we mentioned Pantilimon on there and it sounds like he, he's, he's got his deal tonight. We're recording this on, on Friday and I, I wish him nothing, nothing but good luck. I think it's very hard because you see people's complaints about him on social media saying he wasn't, didn't really push Gomez hard enough. And, and Jason, your point is absolutely spot on. How do you push Gomez more from playing the occasional cup game or under-23 game or or in a, on the training ground? Because as a goalkeeper, it's a very, very specialised position. And unless, to be perfectly frank, unless Gomez drops a clanger after clanger after clanger, he's, he's done enough to, to stay in the team. And this guy, I don't think he's what they were looking for, particularly. I think they were really looking for someone... On the up, someone young, someone really with a point to prove. He's going to be tenacious in training. He's going to really look to to make the number to overtake Gomez this year. I don't think this guy necessarily is is poised, ready to do that. I think he's experienced. I think he's he's played for for Greece. Quite a lot. I don't. Someone did he hundred caps or something? Did I, see someone? I don't know. But he's played. He's played. Jason's in, gonna get his phone out. And have a look. He's played. <laughs> he's played international football. So he's obviously a, a talented guy. But then again, same goes for pantinemon He's played European football for Manchester City. He played in big cup ties for them. He's played for Romania. So I find. I think it's. I think this is replacing a number two with a number two. And I don't think that's necessarily what they wanted to do. If I was going to be critical of any, and I'm not being critical, but if I was going to be Sort of bit, sort of flat face emoji. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. two, eye, two eyes, two in a line emoji. About any of the um, about any of the transfers. This would be it. It just feels like swapping a number two for number two. And if we were going to do that, I don't really see why Pantinamon couldn't have stayed because he's fine. He's perfectly adequate. The
0: only thing I can think I've, why it's beneficial is the fact that he's a pot, already a Pozzo player. Yeah, and, and it might use. add to his. A we can get it in easier, but also it might be a way of adding value to him as, a, uh, yeah, as an asset. Good. That's a good point. I have I have the numbers. I'll oh, go on them.
2: It's 42 games for Greece. Oh, more yeah. more importantly, though, as well as the 108 games he's played for Udinese, oh, he yeah. has played six games for Granada. Yes. Oh, yeah, so yes, he, yes. So yes. He's, yes. He he's a, pot, <laughs> like he's a, a proper pot-so-man. Trinity. <laughs> trinity. He's about to uh, complete the Triple Crown at some point yeah. this season.
0: Magnificent. <laughs> Loved it. The position that has <laughs> changed the least... Is that centre um, of defence, Mike? So you know, Mariappa, Britos, Kabul, Prudel, um, uh, Cabascelli is still here, uh, and the one we added yesterday was Wagyu. Wagyu beef. Wagyu beef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which Jason looked up. Jason, what is Wagyu beef?
2: What? Sorry, what, what, is, it, what is Wagyu beef? What is Wagyu beef. It's it's. Well, it's, it's marbled beef. It's got more. Um, I think omega three and omega six fats. <laughs> okay. uh, very expensive in the cow.
1: Very expensive. If you're if you're eating wagyu <laughs> beef tonight, you're doing uh, you're doing very well.
2: Sorry, I missed I missed that question because I was on Chalibur Watch, and unfortunately, the final sub uh. has come on for England and it's
1: Danny Welbeck. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's the good thing is we don't need to worry about that match anymore. Who cares? <laughs> I didn't care to begin with the rules. Um, we got loads of centre backs though, and I think I wonder whether that's just because of this sheer. Turnover we had last year of, of injuries, um, and I can't remember if it was one of you guys on Twitter or one of the, on the WhatsApp chat that said. Yeah, that was me earlier. Yeah, yeah. we ended up against Man City without a without a functioning centre back. So yeah. once Sorry. bitten, twice shy, sort kind of thing. And you know, Br- Britos got Pelters obviously for for his challenge on uh, against Brighton. We don't need to go over that again. But I think he is um, quite versatile. I think he. I don't think necessarily that should be his last ever deputy left back i would i would trust him i would trust him there um, i think cabacella is, is is decent i think he's starting to like, i'm not quite as uh, monumental rise as, as core but i think we might see a similar growing into things for but he from needs Caboselli. he needs that run and
0: yeah. we said it in the last season in the when he got with the game with he had a really good uh, performance and you are going look We've gone past forty points. He needs to start every single game. He needs to get that game time. That's the only way that Decoré got better. Yeah. And if you've got the talent and you get the game time, it
1: sh- it starts to shine through. Yeah. We've also got Tommy Hoban. We've got to say, I don't think we said it before. Like really, get well soon to yeah. Tommy. He's been an absolute hideous run of run of luck with with injuries, and it's almost guaranteed that well, he, there's no way he'll get a place in the in the Premier League squad. And you, and I guess. Craig Cathcart is quite injury prone as well. well no, and yeah, he isn't out. made it either.
0: <clears throat> so he's out as well. Right. So the, the, that's but down to injuries. Yeah. Um, it, so it, it doesn't seem. Are you? Are you? As, in terms of the squad, is that centre back a weakness? Is there something missing from it?
1: What I'd like to see is two making it their own. I'm not really. I don't really care who which two. As long, but I'd like to see. Um, look, yeah, I was talking earlier about the. Um, Going off, going off piece a little bit, but uh, talking earlier about things I don't like the transfer market. The other thing I'm uh, sick of is if you've got Sky Sports, you'll have seen Emre Chan's goal against Watford <laughs> a billion times in the over the last sort of. Did you or should four take months. it as
2: a compliment, really? Because it was goal of the season, I think. Someone <laughs> somewhere voted it goal it of the season. It was a terrific season. goal, but and and it was and, and it was a goal. It needs to be that good to beat us. Otherwise, we'd have got a point <laughs> yeah. when we were rubbish last yeah. year.
1: But what happens is at the end of that clip, you can just see you see there's a for a couple of frames. You see Walter Matsari. <laughs> and every time, I've sort of just about scrubbed him out of my brain, and right, ready to go on with the new season. And then you see that clip again, and there's Volta. Um, but if you look back over last season, how many times we played the same centre back pairing? Did it ever happen in a row? I think it might have happened twice or three times. So Britos, Cabul, Prödl, Cabaselli, the new guy we don't know anything about. If I, you know, the the, the chase is on for those guys to make the the centre back pairing themselves. And and make it their own. I haven't got a problem with any of those. I think all of them have got um, things going for them. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we've got enough manpower. There's enough bodies there. Go out and, two of you, go out and make those positions your own and then lock it lock it down. That's what we need to have. A defensive unit, a good defensive unit, is a consistent defensive unit. And that starts with those centre-backs knowing where and then... Gomez can trust them, they can trust Gomez vice versa. Yeah. We're just gonna get so much stronger. I don't care which one of those guys it is. Or well, just two of them. Yeah, just Step make... up, boys. Yeah. Step up. A podcast by Watford fans. Fans. This is from the rookery end.
0: On our uh, uh, depth chart, they're called wide and wingers because these are adaptable players. Um, and the biggest thing I think about this, Jason, is that if you look at, you know, we, so we were left with, after um, uh, uh, Paraders uh, left us, uh, Berghaus left us, and then of course Zuniga uh, left with his end of loan spell finishing. Uh, we were left with Holabas, Yamat, uh, in comes uh, Dulf. Yeah. Ziegler, or Mount Marvin Ziegler, Marvin the paranoid android, Kiko and is Kiko. Kiko was it Kiko? Kiko? Kiko?
1: Kiko? 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 Don't know. We got Kiko.
0: I say Kiko. 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 Um, not Kiko. And uh, oh,
2: Francesco isn't it? His real first name? Francesco. Francesco. Francesco? Like that?
0: The hairdresser. The new hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, and also uh, Andre Carrillo. It seems like anything we've brought in is to push the guys that were already there or to cover them at least. It doesn't necessarily feel like any of those signings were... I remember being at the City Hornets event at the, towards the end of last season and Felipe Giraldi said that they were bringing in two to three first you know, starting players. None of those definitely 100% feel like they have come in to be the starting players.
2: I would say... One of them is.
0: Ooh, which one? Carrillo. Okay.
2: I think so. And and one name you haven't mentioned in in that sort of bracket of wide players is Richarlison, who obviously is playing in a wide position for us at the moment. And would he stay there? Would he start? Don't know. Mm. With Pereira fit. But rather than look at the wide players, I would look at it as those three that play as a unit behind the front man. Because we know he wants to play with one up front and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a bit. But it's the three across, behind, and the combination of players that play in there for me. I think that's how you work out who the starters could be. We've got Cleverly, I'd say, filling in there at the moment. But he's doing a great job sort of playing that mm. number 10 role. He's done fantastic so far. When Pereira comes back in his fit, and you've got him with Charleston and Carrillo, is it those three, or is it Cleverly and then two of those three in the wide positions?
0: At this point, I think the way Cleverly's playing... And his sort of almost like his role in the squad mm. and his role in the team. That's where you at least start. He stays,
2: and I would keep Richarlison because I think there, there is so much about Richarlison. He's such a good rounded player. There's so much more to his game than perhaps the other players that were playing in that front three. I would definitely keep him because he just brings so much more to the to the game. I've already I mean, I've talked about it on the previous <laughs> podcast on the previous podcast on the Liverpool one that he looks good in the air. He's strong. He tackles back he can do anything and everything it's brilliant (laughs) (laughs) so he has to stay so it's then Carrillo or Pereira perhaps on the on the
0: other side Um, it's nice having that choices it is
2: nice having that choices Mm. and where at the start of the podcast I was talking about a one dimensional creative outlet we've now got a massive choice that we can't fit them all into the into the starting
1: eleven. Dolph Ziggler. We should point out that for those of you who are, <laughs> I who, like WWE, who are yeah. either younger <laughs> or grown up um, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, haven't been able to admit it to yourself, uh, Dolph Ziggler is a WWE wrestler. Yeah. I will uh, caveat that with I've got two young children, so that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm allowed to get away with watching WWE. But I think I think you're right. I think Carrillo is in for Amrabat basically a straight swap and then you're looking at the other guys I think um, Ziegler is definitely an understudy to Holibas I think people are a bit bit harsh towards Holibas I think he's some player I think he's we said it last year we said his despite his, his disciplinary issues which we, we did make light of last year and I think you know you, have to, you know, we're, we're a fun podcast aren't we <laughs> okay. you've got you've to take, take those with a pinch of salt I think that obviously needs addressing and there's obviously still an issue this year but I think he's a terrific player and I think people are a bit you're taking him for granted a little bit. I think that happens with some of our some of our other squad members you know cleverly, for example, when you bring these new new players in it 's the, the excitement of the new and you you kind of forget what you 've got and we 're looking to build here and I think jose Holabas as a, as a left wing back is 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 terrific if we can keep him fit, keep him um uh, on the straight and narrow when it comes to disciplinary I think he, he could be an absolutely huge asset to us so I think Ziegler is, has come in definitely as his understudy
0: so that's the, that's the left side the left and side. the right side Jason Ferminia, I think
1: yeah
2: Ferminia perhaps wasn't bought in as a starter
0: but now
1: but
2: again he's done well and the fact that yeah has got glass everything yeah. <laughs> means that uh, yeah he'll, he'll Probably, Firminia will probably miss half a game when Yan Matt makes his comeback, and then come on <laughs> and at whatever point it is he gets injured again because Yan Matt can't seem to last more than <laughs> yeah. one or two games. So he will get a lot of game time. And look at the Brighton game as an example. At the weekends, I think he played right back and left back during the game, and and looked comfortable in both positions in a game where, yeah, which was very hard because we were down to ten men.
0: The other bit then, we've jumped, Jason, you've, you've, you've gone forward above above two men, is then the, the, the two in front of the back four, uh, but behind the three that Jason just talked about. That seems to be the absolute best bit of our signings, bringing in Chalabar to go with already Decore. The rest of them, though, don't quite feel, Watson. having seen Watson, having seen Kapoo don't necessarily feel like Watson and Capo just seemed old and stodgy. Well I
1: think but I think Ben I think old and stodgy is a bit is it is <laughs> Felt it, is, like felt is, like. Is is, t- is a tough tough
0: goal. No no after seeing them away at Bournemouth and then seeing them at home to Bristol City. Yeah.
1: It, well you could level I'm, that against everyone though. Yeah
0: yeah but I'm just saying yeah we talked about opportunity there that it felt old and stodgy. I
1: know yeah. what you mean. I think Ben Watson is a absolute dream professional and i think he's probably a good guy to have about around the the club he's he's done well for watford it's he's going to be coming in in the event of an injury crisis quite frankly at the moment um the good thing about it is you don't i don't think he'd let us down if he did have to come in but he is now a long way down the pecking order i think he understands that and i wouldn't be surprised if january sees him go out on loan somewhere to a championship side or a, or another team in the premier league who's who's struggling a bit Kapoo i think You've got to give him his credit. When he's come on, he's he's done well. I think he's shown glimpses of what he can do again. Again, we need that consistency from him. We talked earlier about um, someone coming in to push Gomez. Well, perhaps Chalabar and Decoré can push Capu. because he's not he hasn't impressed enough at Watford that if he was made available by by the club, that he's going to be picked up by a Europa League club a Champions League club or necessarily anyone else in the Premier League so I think this is probably where where he would like to be in the Premier League I think he believes he's a good enough player I believe he's a good enough player something needs to coax it out of him previous Watford coaches haven't been able to do it so perhaps a bit of competition from De and Chalabar We'll, we'll bring that out of him. And I think he's a great guy to have. You know, We've been really, really tough on him. Uh, but it, his talent is in, in, in absolutely no question. Again, he's popped up. It's sunny. He's scored goals and he's shown his worth. Can he do it for the rest of the season now? And can he you know, knuckle down and really make a career for himself at Watford? I'd like to see that. I'd like
0: to see that. Do you see him like, uh, trying to compete with Decore and... Chalabar or do you see him trying to want or do you want do you think he wants to compete with Cleverly and Pereira in the middle of the front three?
2: I I would say in the middle of the front three. I think that would suit him best. Um and sort of going back on Watson as well, when we played against Bristol City, he sort of took up that Chalabar role, the sort of deeper of the midfielders, dropping back in amongst the, the sort of centre backs, um, to receive the ball and then looking to start things off start attacks off from there and he seemed to struggle with that I think he'd be more suited to be sort of playing in between sort of being the the harrier the hassler and then looking for the looking for the pass from the the deeper midfielder maybe um, and then sort of supporting the attacks a bit further up it just it just looks he just looked a little bit out of his depth in that Bristol City game and that just didn't suit him at all um, but we saw him at the end of the first Premier League season as a defensive midfielder, hassling and harrying, without sort of having to, the responsibility of sort of dropping right back and looking to, to to set attacks off. And he and he looked perfectly fine. I've, uh, I mean, I my boss at works a QPR fan, and he sort of kept saying to me over the summer, "Is, is Watson going to be be available? Do you reckon that's something that QPR could pick up?" Because he. They know he's a decent player, and mm-hmm. he can do a job for someone. And I, I must admit, I am a, perhaps a little bit surprised that he is still there, and someone hasn't come along and picked him up and given him the opportunity of first team football.
0: Well, my favorite, my favorite rumor that was going through uh, the Twitter arty. Uh, yesterday was uh, Watson and success both going to Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> in the return of Fernando Forestieri. That's like that's uh, at half past nine, I think it was. It was like ridiculous time of this thing to start off. You know, anything like that would have been bad business, not just because of when it happened, but who to do to do with. Um, then we we get to the front ones, Mike. Yeah. The bit that really wasn't working last year that doesn't have to work. Uh, that we have to work to, to to win games of football. Um Troy himself has said he didn't have a good season last year. Akaka never got his season really properly going last year. Um and we we brought in Andre Gray. Was that the right thing to solve the problems that we dealt that Jason talked
1: about? He has the potential to be a superb signing. Quick, direct, decent finisher, confident in himself, agile, nimble, got that streak that you want, you know, that selfish streak that you want a striker to have. He's got the potential to be a, a splendid signing for Watford, and I think, despite we paid a fair bit of money for him, again going back looking at some of the other fees people have paid, eighteen million seems I mean, it's astonishing that Watford have paid eighteen million pounds for player, and we no one really better than eyelid. Um, but I think he great bit of business. I don't really think we could have done any better um, than that. Um, I think it was astute, um, and I think once he scores, once he gets up and running, I think we'll see a player who not only does well for us but benefits the other players I think he's probably really good to play with as a as a, as a a footballer because you know what you're going to get from him you know the run he's going to make you know what he's going to do and you know that if you get a chance you'll take it and I think Troy will spark off that because I think if you look to when Troy was most successful it was when Odia Nigalo was successful as well and they fed off each other and there was a partnership and they worked well together he wasn't ploughing that lonely furrow Looking increasingly forlorn, having to do chase here, there, and everywhere, just to feel like he's part of the game. It needs to be part of a partnership. It'll be a different type of partnership with with Gray, but I think it can happen. Um, and whether it's just his confidence, if him coming off the bench, not just necessarily a partnership on the pitch. Um, so I think it's a great signing. From if, if you know, if we'd have the the has always picked players that we've never heard of, despite anyone professing to be an expert, we never get them. So of the players we know about and the realistic striking options that we know about and could and could really sit down and and talk about, I think he's probably will have been pretty high up the list. I wanna probably go back to Troy and what
0: other one point I want to come back to today, Mike. You said that's the best we could have done. What do you mean by that? Is it the best because the Potsos weren't gonna spend any more or we couldn't attract any higher caliber?
1: Both. We're we're fishing in a in a particular pond. And other, we'd be daft to think to think anything else. You're not, you know, we're not looking at forty million pound strikers, and certainly not anything north of that. And I wouldn't have said we're looking at anything over twenty million really, because with that becomes associated wages. If you're that sort of, if you're in that bracket, you're commanding x amount of wages almost um, as a given. So, and then you've got to persuade people to come to Watford. You've got to sell them the sell them the opportunity, um, and. It, players who'll have seen or played against Watford last year will have known that that's not necessarily um you know the Vicarage Drive was was an unpleasant place to be a lot of the time last year it was down the players were down shoulders were slumped and if anyone if Andre Gray had asked Troy Deeney halfway through last year what what's life like at Watford You'd got a fairly terse and, and 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 unmotivating answer, I'd have thought. So yeah, I'd, I'm not putting this down. No, we, no, we we are true. we are fishing in a particular pond, yeah. um, and that's not to say, like I, I said earlier, there will be players that they looked at that we won't won't have heard won't won't know about or won't necessarily know much about. They will definitely have looked at them. Will, you know, the scouts are out there. There's there's other leagues with with strikers in that bracket. But if we'd have drawn up a short list of ones that we know about and that we look at realistic, like I say, I think, I think Andre Gray would be, would be at the top. I think he's one that needs to score early. He didn't have a great year last year. Um, injury and I think uh, his goals were penalties. he got a hat-trick in one game, was that last year? You got a hat-trick against uh, Swansea, was it Sunderland? I mean, that was quite against Swansea, Sunderland. I think I've scored a hat-trick against <laughs> Sunderland, So that was kind of, you know, he didn't have a great year last year. So he'll be keen to get going. So I think we need to get him up and running. Mm. But there's nothing. There's no reason to think that that, mm. that won't happen. He's he's got himself into positions, hasn't he? Mm. This so far this season, which is already more than we could say for for a huge chunks of last year. So yeah, I'm I'm pleased with it. I want him to score, and I want him to score quickly because strikers are a, a confidence beasts, mm. aren't they? Like you see, you saw what happened when when Iggy um, hit a bit of a goal drought. There was almost no coming back from it. So Andre Gray is younger, and he's a different animal, but. Yeah, long story short,
0: great signing. And he, he solves a creativity problem that you talked about, Jason.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I, I'm intrigued as to how we're going to work with the strikers this year. Gray, obviously a big money signing. He'll want to give him a, a lot of game time. He's a he's a Marco Silva signing. I'm sure he, he's the player that he wanted. And then you've got the captain, Troy Deeney, mm. and he'll want to be playing.
0: No, and they strikers
2: they'll both want to be on scoring goals
0: and I suspect they both want to play together like, but they're not going to get a chance to play together I don't
2: think they will get a chance to play together there's a possibility they mm. they could do but I'm not sure
0: it feels like that, the only time that's going to happen is when there's lots of injuries to or, other people or when we're chasing a, a we game, game. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I, but, I, but I don't think that's how Marco Silva plays his sort of 9 and 10 it's not this sort of false 9 false 10 kind of players swapping positions kind of set up I think it's a bit different to that do you know the way I envisage it happening Gray's our pacey man getting behind the, the back four um, like he did at Bournemouth we saw him against Brighton on Saturday and it was a struggle for him one because of 10 men and being the lone man up front when you're down to 10 men that's a nightmare job for anyone um, but then again he's up against a team who are going to maybe sit back a bit more championship centre backs are going to rough him up a bit not the sort game that that suits Andre Gray I don't think and that would have been more for either a fit Troy Deeney who probably would have come earlier if it wasn't for the red card or the um, injury to Cathcart that meant we had to make substitutions early or Stefano Akaka I think those two players certainly Stefano Akaka would have been better in that situation than the uh, than Andre or half fit Troy
0: If you had to put them in an order of if, if they, when they were playing one up front we're starting uh yeah from from first choice to third choice who what's your order well
2: it depends on the situation I think no no
0: no come on average game
2: that goes against that goes against the point I'm trying to make (laughs) because I see Andre Gray as being being number one certainly in away games where he can get behind where there'll be space for him to run into and it was used to great effect against Bournemouth um for the home games where maybe we're expected to be on top and defences will sit back that's more Deeney and Akaka I think which one would you pick first? and at I, the I moment, d- yeah, at the pick moment I'd pick Akaka ok cool no, because he, he he, I thought he was outstanding against Liverpool until we did the thing and this is the thing that frustrates me about Akaka is that when things start to not go his own way he starts to get a bit stroppy Um. but yeah equally a fit Deeney when he's up and running at 100% he could do that role as well at home and that's where you look to the three behind being creative and unlocking the defences to create opportunities for others that might not be as easy to come by when you've got Andre Gray running in behind away from home
0: uh, one couple of players we haven't sort of really mentioned so far. Uh, one is that Cathcart is out of the twenty-five. Maybe the, the injuries are just not going to be there in, in, in good enough time. One is the what you can only describe as the ruining of a man's career um, yeah. with Bryce <laughs> with Bryce just being out of the squad again, and and also the fact that we haven't really talked about success. Yeah. Who is going to at the moment, at least, unless I don't know something in the in the windows of, of loans, he's going to be a Whopper player again. After all the chat that we've had about maybe him going to uh, other feeder club, Sheffield Wednesday, can he get in and do something this year? Of course,
1: Success? of course he can. I mean, you sure? I, I, yeah, I'm absolutely no doubt about it. But I put him in the same bracket as Kapu, um, but with a lot more to prove. He's obviously talented. Um, He's brought in for a reason, and in his little cameo performances, we we saw more than enough from him for us to be excited. Um, direct, strong, gets the byline, cuts the ball in, doesn't mind taking a shot, explosive. What a player to have amongst your ranks. There's a reason that he hasn't played and I'm pretty sure it's an attitude issue. I'm pretty sure he's not leaving it all out there on the training ground. He's been here for a year. Um, Richarlison had been here for two minutes, doesn't speak a word of English, doesn't know any of the players, doesn't know Marco Silva. Yet when Pereira gets injured, who comes on? Success, no. Richard straight on, and you could argue that either could have been vying for that, for that spot. So I think that that says a lot. And if you look back to the start of Isaac's successes, Watford career, he missed the the tour, the pre season tour at the start of last year because he didn't have his passport. He didn't fancy the trip, so he managed to engineer himself a situation where he didn't go. You know, it's classic behaviour of someone who isn't 100% committed. And you can talk about, you know, he hasn't got 90 minutes in him is the, is the classic phrase. And we, I think I've used it. I think we've probably used it. There's obviously a fitness issue there. Well, if you think about it, in the cold light of day, can a professional footballer really not give you 90 minutes?
2: Will Buckley. Oh, well, yeah. Him and Anthony, uh, Anthony McNamee because with
1: with he didn't have his Ventolin inhaler, of course. That got put down to, to Massmer. And it also almost becomes a bit of a a knee jerk reaction, well I says, yeah, but can he give you ninety minutes? Well what do you mean can he give you ninety minutes? It's like me going signing on a contract to to work nine till five and say, Yeah, I'll be alright nine till three, but for the last couple of hours I'm probably not it's a nonsense. He's not he's fit enough to give you ninety minutes. He just isn't applied enough. He hasn't given enough. He hasn't shown enough in training that he wants it. He hasn't shown I think initially there was questions about his ability to track back and do a bit of defensive work and I'd go along with that from what you've seen he's he can be a bit of a liability in his own half but you don't you have to you have to knuckle down he doesn't want to be doing that no one wants him to be doing that but sometimes it has to happen he has to knuckle down Um, so it's entirely up to him he's in the squad he's got another chance he's with a Premier League football club on the up um, with a team that's taking shape under um, under a head coach whose desire is to attack to set up a nice attacking free-flowing team every opportunity for Isaac's success to make a splash but he has to do it he has to roll his sleeves up time is short for him now I think and he, his hair yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> well I could argue that that's uh it was a bit of a touch of the Samsons has all his skill and uh, desire gone with his hair I know that happened when I lost my hair Isaac so <laughs> <laughs> I do have some sympathy my uh, career went down the pan when I started losing my hair at age 15 so <laughs> I think it's do or die for him because I think people like that you lose patience with relatively quickly even more quickly when you know there's so much talent there so I think he's got from now till January to prove himself otherwise he'll probably find himself disappearing somewhere on
0: he scored two today in a behind the closed door match against Millwall which we won 4-2 beat Millwall we can do
1: it we yeah. can do it <laughs> if Watford beat Millwall and no one's there to watch it <laughs> does it actually happen <laughs>
0: I don't want you to give me a. I don't want you to rate this this transfer window. Um, rate the squad out of ten for what you have now got that twenty five man squad that's been announced
1: out of ten. It's very difficult because I think we're as guilty as any supporters as being really really positive at times when it's easy to be. Like this is a pleasant Friday, free up Friday evening, a couple of beers from beer fifty two dot com promo code required to get your uh, your free. Uh, no it's not for anyway you know what I mean just do it Um, 5.95 it's easy to be positive when it's easy to be positive right and so looking at it we've talked about the squad this this afternoon this evening and what have they done they've added strength they've added cover and they've added um, players that are going to challenge I think we recognise that the the players we've got are decent players and there's absolutely no reason sitting here on Friday night that that team couldn't go out necessarily and get mid-table that's that's what you'd hope looking at it I think the style the substance there's experience um, there, and I think there's people there who want to play for the head coach and I think there's a head coach there who wants to make a name for himself and make a real success of Watford so I'm not going to give it a mark out of 10 no. other to say that I think that's pretty much I can't argue with any of it. The only sort of slight nitpick is that is the goalie It sort of feels like it's swapping a number two for a number two. Um, uh, Ziegler coming in at left back. Could we have got a better left back? I don't know because for me, Holabas is always going to be number one in in at uh, 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 that left back slot. So it's very difficult to bring someone in. It's like Tottenham signing a, a striker. You're going to have to sign someone who knows they're going to be play second fiddle to, to Harry Kane. Well. Uh, left back is uh, Harry Kane so
0: I think the thing I love I, I'm glad let's say is that b- the fact that that's so clear is the fact that we won't have grumpy Jose Charles he'll <laughs> always, always be grumpy <laughs> like really which is grumpy love.
1: so I think they've done well I think they've done what we could expect of them uh, Jason
0: have they solved the problems that you sort of uh, discussed at the beginning of this podcast
1: definitely
2: up front I think they have and I think they've gone a long way to to solving the problems at the back in the we've been playing four at the back there's There was a worry with the game at Brighton where Holobas got suspended having to play Britos. We've now got Zieglar in, so let's see what he's going to be like I have a i think as I mentioned to you guys on the on the whatsapp earlier today I have a Portuguese colleague <laughs> who knows his football he's a Benfica season ticket holder. thinks Carillo's great, but he had one word for Marvin, and that was sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, um, <okay.
0: clears
2: throat> so we'll wait and see, but he is a left back and we didn't have yeah. a a backup left back before, so I'm sure he will do a fine and competent job for us.
0: Excellent. Thank you very much for listening to our transfer window special. Uh business uh we return uh with Watford's away trip to Southampton uh next week. Uh, Mike, your beer from Beer fifty two, uh was that good?
1: Yeah, it was good. Really very fruity. Um yeah, really like had a little uh sort of zesty punch to it really enjoyed it very nice
0: my, uh, my grapefruit pale ale was a very, very nice well Jason
2: yep yeah, I had an American pale ale from Estonia
0: yeah um, was,
1: sounds yeah, like the goalkeeper nice. we would have signed very under Sean Dyche nice a pale ale from Estonia <laughs> 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 it is it is Mark Poom um, it is Mark Poom <laughs> 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 even, even got his glasses on that. <laughs> typical, <laughs> typical i just check mine out and guess uh, guess what sort of salt it's got in it <laughs> I don't know sea salt no you'd never guess it's pink Himalayan rock salt <laughs> well, there you go. So that's the creative
0: guys. beers that you get from beer52 if you sign up uh, by going to beer52.com
1: and entering the code Rookery, and the reason we're talking about it is we're joking about it. It does. We do get a little. We do get a little snippet from it, uh, as as you'd expect. We haven't done this before, but the microphones we talk into, the recording equipment we we talk into, the wires that connect it all up, it all takes. Time and money—the uh, John's Apple Macintosh computer that is used to to edit it, all that sort of stuff—it does take, you know, it takes a bit of money. So all the little the little bits that we we might get from you signing up at beer 52 do go towards keeping keeping from the Rookery End going, keeping it sounding as good
0: as it does. Thank you very much for uh, for listening. Uh, thank you, Jason. Thank you, and thank you, Michael. Oh, look, you're more than welcome. <laughs> and uh, we're back uh, when Watford take on the Saints down on the seaside. Come on, you horns